Hello, and welcome to the DMV Business Show, a weekly show where we get to meet local business and community leaders in the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area. They get to impact their story and how they got there. You can expect to hear advice and learn about their journey and how they went from point A to point B. My name is Odo Sevilla, and I'm a commercial real estate advisor in the local DC, Maryland, and Northern Virginia area. I have been very fortunate to have worked with many amazing entrepreneurs and executives, from startup founders to international Fortune 500 companies. And one of the things I love about what I do is I get to form these great relationships with some interesting people. I get to know them and I learn about how it all started. And I love hearing a good business story. When I'm not working in commercial real estate, I just also happen to be the host of this show. So please enjoy and welcome to the DMV Business Show. Hello everyone, welcome to the DMV Business Show. I'm your host, Odo Sevilla, and today we have a very special guest, Christina Daves. Christina is a serial entrepreneur. She's an award-winning inventor and founder of PR for Anyone. Welcome to the show, Christina. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Pleasure is all mine. So I'd like to get the audience to get to know you a little better personally. Are you originally from around the DMV area? I am. I was born and raised in Vienna. I was actually born in Fairfax Hospital. I went to Virginia Tech and I now live in Prince William County. So this is the DMV is my life. I'm one of the few rare native Washingtonians. That's great. I'm happy to hear that. So in, you said you grew up in Vienna? I did. Okay. So as a child, how were you? What were you into? It's not a good question. Well, I was a latchkey kid. So, you know, I literally had the, you know, the shoelace with the key around my neck. Uh, so I, you know, I had a lot of responsibility at that age and um, I had to work. So I wasn't really into sports as much as I would have liked to have. Uh, but I had to, if I want to close, I had to pay for that. Um, but I went to Madison High School. I was a baseball manager all through high school. I loved doing that. Uh, and yeah, just great. Vienna's a great small town. Like I still love going back and seeing all my friends. And um, yeah, then I, I went to Virginia Tech to major in, uh, I was a double major in political science in German and actually had a job uh, in Europe after graduation. Uh, paid my way through school in three and a half years with a double major, which my kids are like, are you kidding me, mom? Because I want to just finish college and one in college. Uh, but you could do that back in the day. And, um, but anyway, so I had a job and my dad got really sick and that kind of changed my whole course because um, he did pass away. And this was before FaceTime or, you know, if you flew, it was really expensive. And even to, to make a phone call to Europe was unheard of back then. Uh, so that really started my entrepreneurial journey because I kind of didn't know what to do at that point. So you, you, you had a corporate job where you were flying internationally a lot? No. I, well, I had taken a job in Germany. So I was okay. going to work for an international company based outside of Frankfurt. And I was in the process of doing all the paperwork when my dad got sick. So I chose not to do that. Uh, I actually got my real estate license. I did event planning. Uh, I did lots of little things that just kind of started this whole entrepreneurial, you know, once you start it, once you have the bug, that's it, you're done. Yeah. Um, and then most fun, you know, then I owned a retail store in Haymarket uh, for almost 10 years, which is still there, details for the home. 
And um, when I sold that, I broke my foot not too long after. You know those big, awful, ugly medical boots? Yes. And I was in one of those, and I, my husband and I were going to New York City. And I remember looking, I knew the doctor, because again, I've lived here forever. Um, the orthopedic surgeon was a dad on my son's hockey team, and he squeezed me in. I'm like, Eric, I am not wearing that boot, and not to New York City. He's like, yes, you are. You're going to wear it for eight weeks. So I literally am on the train Googling, you know, medical boot fashions, medical boot accessories, and there was nothing on the market. So that kind of started, this is like my kind of my post-retirement because I sold details thinking I'm going to retire now, you know, mid forties is a great time to, but entrepreneurs, you know, that we, yeah. we just don't. So, so in my next chapter, I invented a fashion line for those. And, um, it was around, really around what year was that as far as the, the was, fashion line for the boot 2010. Okay. Okay. Uh, so my kid, my kids were 10 and 12. Like I should hit, you know, the thing was I should have retired, just <laughs> start having some fun, but I love working and doing things. And, um, you know, I did everything right. I did the business plan. I did the focus groups. Everybody loved this idea. Even the people who hated it once they saw it. And when they actually came to the focus group, they loved it. Uh, my, my big poor calculation in all of this was I thought doctors would sell it. And I based a lot of my business plan on, and back then, now doctors have retail offices because you, you know, the whole insurance industry has gone really crazy. Uh, so they need cash business, but in 2010, they did not So we pivot and you figure things out. And I figured out, I got it on Amazon. I was a vendor on Amazon for many, many years and sold it that way. And uh, then I thought, you know, this publicity is like a really good way to, to get your product out there. You know, it doesn't cost you. I mean, you can hire a PR firm, but in today's day and age, you can do all of this yourself. So I started pitching the media with no experience. I didn't take a communications class in college. Uh, but I started to figure things out. And my first year uh, after launching, we were in 50 media outlets. Uh, I landed on the Steve Harvey show. I was named his top inventor. I got Diana Ross to wear the product when she sang for President Obama here in DC. And it just blew up like that. That put that business on the map. Wow, and that was all done, it was because of the media. A hundred percent. I was nobody. I meet people now who, when they hear my story and they'll, they'll say, oh my gosh, I saw you on the Steve Harvey show. Like they remember this. And then I figured out that media can really grow your business. They sure. can really grow your business. And literally I was at a conference with a friend who had an extra ticket, had nothing to do with the PR side of things. But, you know, as I kept telling my story to different groups of people, they're like, you have to start a business. You have to help people like us. How do we get media? How do we, how do we do this? You figured it out. And, and literally we bought the domain PR for anyone at this conference. And that kind of started this whole new business that has really exploded since then. The, the need for small businesses to learn how to do this is is just unbelievable. We can't, most of us can't afford PR firms. And I'm not, I'm not knocking the PR firm, but we just don't have those, that kind of budget, like a Budweiser or Pepsi or Coca-Cola. We're just many often solopreneurs, 
you know, three to five people, even the mid-sized companies, you know, 30 to 60 employees, they can't afford $10,000 a month on maybes because yeah. there's no guarantees in PR. But if you learn how to do it and train someone in your office to do it, it's really not that hard. I agree. I'm curious, Christina, did you use this PR method prior to the whole medical boot, meaning with the retail store or even before that, where you were dabbling on different things? So that's a great question uh, because, and not realizing what we were doing, but yes, when, when we opened details, we opened details in 2002. And if you remember, there was quite a big crash in 2003. <laughs> it was not good. And at this time, because everyone's local, those of you who know of Haymarket, maybe now, back then it was a blighted town. I mean, it was, we had vendors who would come into town, like big vendors like Vera Bradley and Brighton, and literally the sales rep would drive in and turn around and drive out. They wouldn't even come in and see us. Now, our, we had an old historic house, not on the main drag, uh, but what they didn't realize is that over the hill was Dominion Valley and Piedmont. If we have any golfers here, you all have golfed out there. Those were all being built. So we knew there were these million dollar white shells, basically, that needed home decor and tchotchkes and girlfriends needed gifts, and but they didn't know that. So long story short, uh, we had to drive traffic in. You know, we, we were super successful just from our friend network, from our, like our kids' schools and stuff like that. But at that time, the Washington Post had, oh, I can't remember what it was, but once a week, they would feature products. And we would find these really cool products uh, like I remember one was a red phone, like the old school phones that we used to have and your cell phone plugged into that. So you could still be, it was just vintage. And we would pitch the Washington Post every single week, our products, and they loved the stuff that we sent them. So we started getting in the post and it, you know, details for the home, Haymarket, Virginia, and these wealthy DC socialite women would come out they're like what the heck is haymarket virginia and you know how are you in the post every week and literally we started to build our business we didn't have a website back then 2002 nobody had a website not a not a e-commerce website and uh, yeah so so we started doing that and then the biggest one was and just lucky crazy i don't know but barbara my business partner was turning 40. And her dream was to go to the Oprah Winfrey show. And my husband's old roommate, who I knew really well in college, this is when you live local, you know, he's a local guy from Fairfax, had moved to Chicago and dated a gal forever who was one of Oprah's producers. So he got us tickets, or she got us tickets to the show. So four of us went out there and good Southern gals, we brought gifts for Oprah. And we brought her a robe that ended up on her favorite things. Oh, wow. And for us to then tell our local media, hey, we brought that to Oprah, we carry it just, but that was before I really understood the power of publicity. Sure. But it's so impactful, it just elevates you and your credibility and it just, it just puts you at a whole different level from your competitors. I completely agree. So even back then with the retail store, you were reaching out to the Washington Post and trying to get featured there. Right. But not understanding the value that it really had, like I do mm -hmm. now. And I did, you know, Steve Harvey. But now looking back, thinking, we opened a store in a blighted town. I actually met someone who does franchises. 
you know, actually sets up franchises. And he said, he goes, I remember when I read in the paper that you opened details in Haymarket. He goes, I thought you two were nuts. Like there was no chance that business was going to survive and it's still in business today. That's so good. Wow. Yeah. Do you, do you happen to know, do they do the publicity like you did before or, or no? She does a little bit. Okay. Um, but that was, the, again, kind of like my thing with desperation. You know, we had mortgaged our house to, to do these medical products, the accessories. I wasn't going to lose my house. So it was yeah. desperation to sell them. We were kind of desperate. It's like, crap, we opened the store. We borrowed money from family and friends to open the store. And now the economy is tanking. You know, when you're, as an entrepreneur, you'll figure it out. And that to us was, wow, if we, even if we could sell a hundred of this one product, that's a lot more money than we had yesterday. So we would find these products and, and inevitably people would buy more, especially the, the wealthy women from DC who are coming out to find out what the heck Haymarket Virginia was. <laughs> they weren't just coming for the phone or the toothpick holder. They would then buy a lot more. Christina, so, so how can someone, anyone, whether you're an entrepreneur or have a big organization, how can you get featured or noticed in whether local or national publications and media? Yeah. So I have a formula that I've kind of developed over the years. Somebody's like, I said, there's got to be a system that you have. So I took a step back and created a system. And it's, you want to be newsworthy, you want to create great hooks, and you want to find the right journalist. Uh, so newsworthy. You know, don't just, you know, if you're in real estate, don't just pitch the media, oh, interest rates are up, interest rates are down. You know, blah, that's, everyone's going to do that. What impact is it having? Give us something good. Give us something fun. Put yourself on the other end as the viewer or the reader or the listener. What's valuable to you? What would you stay and listen to? And that's newsworthy. Uh, I give everyone a super easy way to do this. We call it news jacking. So what's happening in the world right now that, that you can have a peripheral story around? For the last year, it's been COVID. And you know, at the beginning, it was the medical, medical, medical. Well, as time went on, all these peripheral stories came out. And that's where you can insert yourself as the expert. So what's it doing in your industry? How's it impacting it? Uh, I have a client who uh, owns an HR company locally and he was unbelievable. I think he's been in the media, I don't know, 20 times since COVID started. US News and World Report, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Small Business Association wrote about him because, and it started when, and if, if anyone can remember back to last February, and I remember him telling me, I'm hearing chirps from employees at companies who don't want to go to trade shows in China because there's some virus over there, right? Mm -hmm. I, and I remember it so vividly. We didn't even know what a pandemic was at that point. And as every, so he got in the media about that. Like, could you force your employees to go if there is, you know, a disease going on in another country? And then remember the world shut down. Well, how many businesses, I don't know if yours did, had a work from home policy. I know my husband spent three days writing his, you know, for his company, his 60 employees. Uh, but then he could talk about that. You know, what do you have to have in your work from home policy? So anyway, he was on TV all across the country because we were all in COVID. Anyone could have him on. But so that was the hot story. So what's, you know, what's happening right now that, that you can attach yourself to? That's a great story. And that's local or national. Make it valuable. Make it good. A hook is a subject line. 
What's, you know, how do you grab their attention? Look at magazine covers. We, we buy those as an impulse purchase at the grocery store, right? That, those are hooks. You're buying a hook. You're buying five or six words on the cover of a magazine that's like, oh, I got to read that. Do that to a journalist and then find the right one. You guys, it's not that hard. It's DMV. We've got, you know, WRC, uh, WTTG, you know, you know, you know, the channels. We have the Washington Post, Washington Business Journal, WTOP. You, you know what they are. You watch them, you listen to them, you read them. Um, WJLA, call them. Who, who do I send a story in about that? That's their job is to give good stories, but don't call and waste their time with interest rates are up, interest rates are down. You know, the market's hot, the market's flat. Give them something really good and valuable. So it first starts, well, it, as far as connecting with someone at these companies to publication media companies, it starts with a phone call. No, no, no. It starts. Okay. No, you really. It starts with it. Well, it actually. Let's take a step back. It starts with connect, finding the right person, and connecting with them on social media. Okay. And don't pitch them. Share. The first time I was on um, Fox Five, I saw a story that Laura Evans had done. Again, she's off the air now, but she was an anchor there, I think, for eighteen years. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. I literally tweeted at her. I said, oh my gosh, Laura, I love that story. It was the um, the, the Dollar Shave Club. Yes, you remember okay. that? That, yeah. and that commercial was so good and the story was so good. And I said, oh my gosh, brilliant. So she tweets me back and says, oh, if you know of any products that would be good for my Laura's Like segment, let me know. I'm like, well, <laughs> a matter of fact, so I literally emailed her and she loved my product, but she wasn't just going to feature my product. Again, I had to come up with something good. So April is National Healthy Foot Month and I pitched her that and she loved it. And then we found some other products that could go in with it. And that was how I got on local television for the first time. That's great. Obviously, we can see the results with your product line. I'm curious, the previous example you just gave with your HR client going through all, you know, nationally and local, how has that impacted his business? Oh, tremendously. Okay. Because imagine when you meet with a client and uh, I'll give you a real estate client example, but it works in, in any industry. Somebody asks you a question and what if you could provide the answer in an article or you pull out your iPad and, oh, you know, I was just interviewed about that on NBC News. And I have a real estate client that that actually happened to where he was in, interviewed on NBC Nightly News about pricing. So imagine you go to a listing appointment and they're like, oh, my house should be priced more, you know, which never really happens, <laughs> but it does happen all the time. And you can pull out this interview that you just did that shows you as a pricing expert or the HR person you're, that, that people looking to hire an HR firm are going to interview two or three companies, right? Mm -hmm. Well, imagine if you could hand them, you know, a folder or they walk down the hallway in your office and all your media appearances are along the wall. Pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely. So PR for anyone, when was this established? To probably officially 2012. Okay. Okay. Because 2010 was the product. I mean, I was doing my own stuff, but the, the official, uh, you know, where I started really, you know, I had this idea that was working and I started helping friends. I'm like, let me try this. Let me try my little formula on you. And, you know, or I didn't charge them very much. My very first client landed on the Dr. Oz show twice in 30 days. Wow. Yeah. 
And did it herself. I didn't do it. Oh, really? I didn't contact. Oh, she did it complete. She followed my system. I taught her what to do twice in 30 days. That's amazing, Christina. Not, yeah. Yeah. It works. I mean, it really does. And I, I knock on wood every time I say this, so I'm going to knock on wood. Uh, but nobody has ever called me and said, Christina, I did everything you told me to do and it didn't work. They haven't. And if you have something that could not be in, in the media, I'll tell you that. Like, sure. you know, or you go a different angle. Maybe your, your service wouldn't work, but your story would work. Everybody has a story. Yeah. You know, it's just, you just have to know what the newsworthy piece is. What's the appealing piece? Okay. So you don't place them, right? You just teach them how to do it and they do it themselves? Exactly. And, and nowadays with social media and email and you, the media is fine with it. Matter of fact, I used to have an old clip. It's always so fun when I do something local because everybody knows who this is, but it was Doreen Gensler and Jim Vance prior to his passing. And they were doing a commercial. And Doreen says at the end of the commercial that her favorite story ideas come from people within the community. They're expecting, you make their job easier when you give them good story ideas. You just have to make it good and valuable, so make it easy for them not to say no. I agree. I agree. So if people want to learn how to do this, Christina, just go to, they can just go to your website and there there's different program or packages or how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. I always joke. If, if you can't find me, we're all in big trouble. Um, but yeah, you put Christina Daves into Google PR for anyone. You set up a call with me, but we have programs. I have an amazing live event. Uh, coming in August, but we're going to be doing them consistently throughout the year where we, we work with people for three days on, because messaging is really important, especially now post COVID. And what I found when people were hiring me to help them with the PR, I was like, oh, what exactly do you do? Because I don't understand from your website. You know, if, if you've lost me and I'm digging, you're going to lose everybody else. Sure. So I help to make sure that that message is crystal clear and that the social media, like everybody knows it's you on every platform. And, and we make you so that you check out when the media checks you out. And then we do the whole PR piece. Uh, and I've partnered with somebody who we really started working together early in COVID and it's just been amazing. She's a presentation strategist and she's brilliant. And between the two of us with video marketing and all the things you need to do to stand out, we help you with all aspects of it. So there's so many different things you can do. And yes, go to the website uh, and just reach out to me. Let's have a call. I'm happy to chat. Christina, I'm, I'm sure you get people who say, you know, I'm shy. I, I, I don't know what to do in the camera or what to write or what to say. And, and I agree that just being known out there is very important. How, how, how do you approach those people who say, well, I obviously want to get out there and bring more business for myself and my, my company, but I have this aspect that I'm not comfortable with. Right. So here's the first thing is the media is going to use somebody, period. You know that everybody watching this knows you've read articles about your industry before. So, so that's the first thing that should empower you a little bit is that, a, they need to use somebody. Um, B, that's their job to find people for the stories. So you're not, you know, it's people who are afraid to pitch the media. Oh, they don't want to hear from me. No, they do. <laughs> like they really do. They need, but I you. Want, they need you. They need, they need us more than we need them. Uh, but here's the thing. When I first started this, 
back in 2012, I was petrified. I had never spoken in public. I had never done anything. My first TV appearance was the Steve Harvey show. And I actually called a friend who's a hypnotist. And I said, Brian, you've got to hypnotize me. I cannot do this. I cannot go on TV. He's like, Christina, I cannot hypnotize you. But I will share his advice with everybody watching that he gave me that changed my life. And he said, Christina, nobody there wants to see you fail. And I got there and I looked in the audience and I can still see the one woman clear as day. She was in her late sixties, African-American woman with a red sweater. And she looked me right in the eye and she just smiled. And I was like, I've got this, like, I've got this. And, and he's right. Nobody's going to want to see you mess up your interview or say something wrong. So, so get the fear part out of it. Um, but I literally, my first video was like this. I was reading sticky notes and I saved it because I look at that and now I, I'm on stages. I speak to thousands of people. I'm on TV regularly. Pre-COVID was probably twice a month. Now I'm like once a month. If you had asked me this six or seven years ago, I would have said, there's no way. Absolutely no way. So it's muscle memory and it's practice. Just start doing it. And once you do it, you're going to be so excited that you did it. And it was so fun and how much business you're going to get. And people are going to say, Oh, I saw you in the Washington post. That was so great. Or I saw you in the Washington business journal and you're going to be like, yeah. And you're going to want more. I promise you that. <laughs> the, the first time around though, when you were in the Steve Harvey show, I mean, that, that's a huge, oh. that's a national stage. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure, were you practicing beforehand as far as what to say or where to take things or? I was a wreck. I had no saliva in my mouth. I, I thought I really did. Like I took a walk down at the lake in, if everyone has been to Chicago and it's like, I gotta breathe, I gotta breathe. And um, they did tell, I didn't even know exactly what the show was. Like I didn't know it was a contest, the inventor contest. And um, I got there, we get in the green room and they said, okay, uh, you're on in 10 minutes, practice your elevator pitch. Like, I don't have an elevator pitch, what do you mean? So I'm literally, and on national TV, they have hair and makeup, they don't have that locally, but I'm in hair and makeup and I'm trying in my head, like, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna do? And yeah, it was, it was crazy, crazy nerve wracking. And, and there are people like it's a live studio audience and but my friend was right and and nobody you scan the audience and nobody's like ah, you know they're not they're nice kind people that can't wait to hear what you have to say so if somebody's watching your tv segment or reading your article they're genuinely interested in your expertise and you've got to build that confidence because you you can be a player. You can be an expert in the media. You just have to step up and do it. Are, are you still involved at all with the boot business or no? I am. I'm in the process, I hope, of selling it, which okay. is great. Another That's sale. Interested. Another sale. <laughs> um, because, and she's great too. She's like, Christina, your heart's not in it. She goes, I see your heart in your PR business. That's my passion. So if somebody else has the passion in that business and wants to take it over and can can grow it to another level, be wonderful. What would you say drives and motivates you today, Christina? The success, other people's success. When, when I turn on the TV and I, especially locally, and I see a client on 
And what happened recently, and I sent her an email. I was like, oh my God, Ashley, I just turned on the TV. I saw you. And she sent me the email from the, the news reporter who said, you have perfected the art of the pitch. Wow. And she's on regularly. So I love those. Or Christina, I, I did what you said. And guess what? I'm, I'm in my local newspaper. <laughs> like, I know it works because I know what it does for their business. And it's just super exciting. That's great. Are, are you, I know you said before that you're sort of were teaming up with someone else during COVID and it sort of helped tremendously the business. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So her name's Cindy Ashton and she's a presentation strategist. She uh, was a, a singer and a dancer. So she comes from a whole different background, um, but she shared stages with, um, uh, Herjavec from Shark Tank, and she won um, National Medal of Freedom Awards from President Obama and Queen Elizabeth. And I mean, this woman is amazing rock star. And together with our messaging and branding, we've just taken people to new levels. Which, so it's really exciting when you can collaborate with somebody and it just gets people even further in their business. That's great. If someone were starting a business, any type of business, Christina, whether it's a product or they're offering a service, what yep. advice would you give them? Um, get your message clear, crystal clear. Who is your ideal client or customer? Where are they in terms of online? Where are they in the media? Like, what are they reading? What are they watching? And get your message clear. What, what is the biggest pain that you solve? Okay. That's the most important thing you can do. That's great advice. Is there any particular daily habits or, or skills that you use often that you feel has helped you personally or in business? Uh, daily, like business skills or, I mean, I exercise every day because that keeps my brain fresh and mm -hmm. going. It's so important. It's so important to have anything that's you time, especially through COVID when we were all at home and even corporate jobs. I, I know my son started a corporate job and he's on call 24 seven. It's like, whoa, I kept saying, I'm like, you need to go run, go ride the bike, like, go do something. You need some you time. Yeah. Okay. So fitness, definitely. Yes. Now you, you mentioned people can start off doing this themselves and eventually then hire someone else in the team to take mm -hmm. this over. How yep. often, what, what is your suggestion? How often should they be reaching out to the media, whether locally or nationally? Yeah. So I, in my system, I, I say plan out a year of one pitch a month. Okay. And you can pitch different media outlets, but you don't want to pitch the exact same thing because we're not sending out a press release. We're doing personalized pitches, but every media outlet's a little different. So spend the time, find those five or 10 journalists. Again, this is, these are our local businesses. We have about 10 major media outlets, figure out who you should be pitching the stories to look at a calendar, look at the different things, see, you know, when your business is most active, you know, where people would really need to talk to you. For example, an accountant would be April, mm -hmm. you know, make sure and what's the lead up to tax day. What can you talk about in January, February, March, you know, go, go through all of that, have a plan in place. And then you're ready if there's breaking news and then you're recognizable, you're front of mind because you've been pitching consistently. Maybe you've been on, Maybe you've been quoted. Maybe you refer somebody else. I've had great success. After I was on Fox, I referred so many stories to Laura because I got to know what she liked. 
And she was tapped to do a nationally syndicated television show about how do you take a product idea from napkin to store shelves? And guess who she used? Me. So I was all across the country on a 30 minute television segment all about that because I was constantly front of mind. I wasn't pitching myself every time. I Sometimes I did, and I was on Fox several times, but then I gave her lots of good other story ideas that she probably used 90% of them. I was a big asset to her in her business, and, you know, in, the, in her media business. So think about that too, but once a month and then chime in when there's new studies in your industry or something's happening you know across the world or in the country and it doesn't have to be in the dmv it could be happening in texas and you could use a hypothetical if it's national news and oh you know they had the blackouts in texas well you could say what if that happened here that's all just use an example that's newsworthy because they'll use that story and then oh or there's a hurricane well do we have Hurricane insurance in Virginia and Maryland? I, I don't know. What if we get a flood from a hurricane? Are we covered? You know, insurance agent could cover that, even though it didn't hit us. Right now we have Elsa. That would have been a perfect thing for somebody to pitch. And after a while, after you sort of have your foot in the door and you have these relationships, you can just continue to pitch, right? Right. They're going to see your email come in and they're going to know who you are. Okay. Now, for, for that initial pitch, I'm sure everyone has a different pitch depending on the product or service that you're doing. But in, in your program, do you teach them how to sort of a general outline? This is how you should be thinking or this is what yes. you should write in that initial email. Yeah. And, and for my private clients, I write the first three to five pitches for them. Okay. So they see exactly how it should be. And I give them a follow up script because you've got to call and follow up. I've heard it many times from producers. I'm so glad you called. I love that story. I flagged it. And then 500 emails later, it's gone. That's amazing. Yeah. So you've been doing this for a while. Do you see yourself eventually also selling PR for anyone or no? Oh, I don't know. Isn't that everyone's dream or goal? I love what I do. Uh, I love to do this. So I no, I probably wouldn't. I love the live event part of it where we can get you know, actually work one-on-one -on -one with lots of people in a room and um, we're calling it a get shit done event where literally you come with us. We'll write your pitches. We'll write your video scripts. You're recording your videos. We're connecting with influencers all right there, finding the perfect people for you. Uh, so that, I don't know, we'll see. Okay, that's good. What would you say is your biggest challenge right now for you and your business? Oh my gosh, not not being able to go to events. I mean, my I got my clients speaking. I speak at events and then people say, I want that. How do okay. I do that? And of course we have this, you know, there was, and I, and I spoke and I'm a paid speaker and I, I know how to do the virtual. Uh, so I still have that, but there's nothing like being in person. I am a people person. I connect with people in person and that that's been a big, big change. Uh, it's coming back. I've been to a few events, but certainly not to the level I was in 2019. Speaking about this, obviously, this is how COVID affected your business as far as not being able to attend and go to these events, right? Right, right. There weren't any. Everything was canceled. And everything has just now gone online. Have, have you seen there a, a change? Because I, I speak to people, and the reason I'm asking Christina is someone's like, COVID is the greatest thing. Now I don't have to travel and get on the airplane and go to Dallas or Chicago or Miami. I could just do it remotely but there are people who need people. Uh, there, you know, people, we, 
we need to connect. I mean, that's, we're human beings. And I think it'll get old after a while. I mean, I worked from home, I've worked from home forever, but I could go somewhere. I could go to an event, I could go to a networking event, I could, and when you couldn't do that, so people who went to the office think it's the greatest thing, but wait until you're there for a while, you're gonna probably wanna go again, I would think. Okay, so you definitely miss it then. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. What do you know now that you wish you would have known at the start of your business career? That's a really good question. Uh, certainly confidence in, in the process and the system, because I didn't know, I just kind of figured it out and said, Oh, I guess this works. This is good. Um, but, but having the confidence to, to believe in myself and what I was doing and as it started to work for other people, which now, I guess I'm almost 10 years later, it works, you know, and if I had been more confident early on, I probably could have helped a lot more people. Okay. You're basically almost putting out the whole PR agency business out of business. I was, I was told once that I'm selling snake oil. Really? Uh, I did. Somebody commented on a post and he, he said, there's no way you can get on national television without paying. I'm like, well, I've been on several times and I've never paid anyone to do it. So, um, but I, you know, there are firms that do pay to play and that's, they do have the connections and that's, how they get you in, but you can do it yourself. I've, I've had thousands of clients who've been, so I, we, we calculated all of the appearances that, and this is that I know of, like of my clients. We have over a billion views and over a hundred million dollars in sales from free publicity. And that's wow. what I know. Yeah. So I'm not selling snake oil. <laughs> it really does work. I may need to sign up. <laughs> It, it works. It really does. And it, 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 but you have to know what to do with it too. Sure. If, if you think you're going to become a multimillionaire because you have one article in the Washington post, maybe not, but if you know what to do with it, guy had a real estate client who literally got his license, started working with me, pitched the Washington post, had an article within three weeks. He did $24 million in sales his first year from that article. That's all. And I saw him, I saw him like, two years after the article. So right before COVID, I was like, why don't you do more? He said, I don't need to. He goes, all I need is that one article. I win every listing. So he brings that article, a copy of that article to the listing. So yeah, and it's all about how do you sell homes using social media? Because initially people are like, you're not selling my house using social media. And then he shows them the article that was written in the post all about doing it. And that's his expertise. And that's how he sells homes. And he's a luxury agent and he just keeps doubling. You know, it was 24 the first year, 40 something the second year and okay. not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. I'm actually glad you mentioned, Christina, that comment you saw as far as someone saying you were a snake oil salesman. With being out there and promoting yourself, you're gonna get a lot of naysayers. You'll have the good and the bad, that comes with it. That is part of the territory, right? It does. And it's with anything though. But again, if you don't put yourself out there, somebody else will. That's who wins in the business game now are the people who understand digital marketing and, and not even so much digital marketing because that changes all the time. Like I'm just done with paying for Facebook ads and you, you get it figured out and then they change the algorithm again. Uh, but, but you really do have to have a presence 
because somebody is. And the people who are out there who make themselves look like they're superstars are going to get the business. That's where media comes in because you then that's somebody else telling the world how great you are. You don't have to do it on your website or your social media. You've got this journalist who's like, oh, I, this is who I use to quote in this article. I agree. I, I believe you have to be omnipresent everywhere, whether locally, nationally, all the social yeah. media, the new app that's out there. Um, and I'm playing devil, devil's advocate here. What did they say? Well, Christina, no one watches the news anymore, TV. Everything is streaming, Netflix or Amazon Prime, whatever it may be, Apple, or yep. everything's on the phone. Who reads newspapers or magazine now? Everything's online. What do you have to say to back, those people? Back to using it to your advantage. People still think if you're on TV, it's credible. They might not see you on TV. It's your job to show them like my client does with every listing appointment. So if you can send out to your potential clients, Hey, here was my interview on, you know, channel seven this week, you're, you're going to be elevated whether they watch it themselves or not. When you send it to them, it's going to be like, Oh, that's impressive. It's still impressive even though the numbers might be down. And I have heard that it's really not, that the numbers aren't down as much as we think they're down, but I don't know exactly what they are. Um, but between podcasts, radio, television, newspapers, and all your dot-coms, if you're in the newspaper, you're gonna be on the, you know, if you're in Washington Post, you're gonna be in WashingtonPost.com. Mm -hmm. And then that lives forever, which is great. Like I have tremendous um, rankings on my website because I'm on WJLA all the time. And even my webmaster is like, wow, why do you have such a high ranking? And then he did the backlinks and figured out. So you get all that credibility too with the backlinks. So you have to look at the whole picture of what media can do to benefit your business. I agree, especially if they Google you or your name and then boom, you pop up and you're right here at your TV station, the post, whatever it may be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a whole new, and they will Google you. They will. If you don't think somebody's going to Google you before they work with you, you're not being realistic. Would you, would, would you work with anybody, go to a doctor, to anybody without Googling them first? No. Yeah, exactly. It's just what we do now. Yeah. And all, all this was self-taught as well. You learned it as time went by, right? And you perfected it. Trial and error. Yep. But what's super important is, and I've kind of said it, but I do walk the walk. I've personally been over a thousand media outlets. I am regularly in the media, on TV. I am constantly pitching myself. So what the things that I teach people to do, I, I figured it out because I do it for myself too. I'm not just, because it drives me crazy when I work with people and they're like, oh, you should just do this. I'm like, okay, so you did it. What happened? They're like, oh, no, no, I just... Just, I'm just telling you, this is what you should do. It's like, no, I actually do it. I actually, the pitches I'll share with you, I've actually written and done. So I do this every day in my business. And the thing too, is that, you know, sometimes you get some of these consultants, coaches, whatever you, you may be, and they did it five, 10, 15, 20 years ago, but you're actively still doing it. Still doing it. I'm yes. still doing it. I was, I was on TV last Friday. Yes. And, and that's a good thing because sometimes things may change with time. Sometimes they do not, yeah. but you're still there in the trenches doing it and you're teaching it as well. Yeah. And this does change. I mean, it, it does. You, you really have to know your media outlet. You've got to know how to pitch the right 
journalists the right story. And you have to stay active and see what's going on. And journalists move around. You've got to know true. how to follow them too. That's true. So what does the next five years, what does the future look for you, Christina, and PR for anyone? Uh, like I said, I think more live events. I hope to be on more stages soon. I'm actually going to Charleston in August to speak at an event. I can't wait. I was in California a couple of weeks ago in Texas. So that's starting. But that's, that's the ideal for me is just to be out in front of people sharing this. So pre-COVID, when you were traveling more, how, how often would you be at different events traveling? Oh, at least twice a month. Okay. okay. Three times a month. Okay. And you said your husband has his own local company here in the DMV area? Yeah, yeah, he is a general contractor. So he uh, owns a construction company locally. Mm -hmm. That's great. Have you been able to get him on board and do some of these tactics? Oh yeah, no, he's put all his people have trained through me. And a matter of fact, they just hired my intern because oh, really? I trained her, yeah, all last fall or last spring semester. And then she, they're like, oh, let's give her a project and see. And she blew it out of the park and they ended up hiring her. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. So even this general construction company is implementing this and they're seeing the results as well. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. So last question, Christina, what do you like to do for fun in your free time? Well, um, what do I love to do? I, I, we love to go out to dinner. We love, you know, we just put a pool in our backyard. I love hanging out at my pool. I love to go to the beach. That's my absolute favorite thing in the world. And we try to do that three or four times a summer. I'm an outdoor girl. I just love to be outside. Do you, as far as beach, you go here locally, Maryland or Delaware, Virginia? Uh, we go to South Carolina, Kiowa okay. Islands. Okay. Okay, but we've been good. going, my husband grew up going there. So now our kids all grew up going there and just, we just love it. So if someone wants to reach out to you, find out more information. I know you mentioned they'll Google you, they'll find you and yeah. they will. ChristinaDaves.com. You can go there. Uh, like I said, put my name into Google. You should, what platform you want to reach out to me on? I'm on all of them. LinkedIn is great. Christina Daves. Okay. Um, Twitter. Instagram, it's Facebook. I'm everywhere. Everywhere. I love that. <laughs> Christina, thank you so much for taking the thank time you. out and being with us today. I really that appreciate was great. it. Thanks so much. Of course. My pleasure. Take care. Bye. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review and comment and let me know what you think. Thank you. And I'll see you all very soon on the next episode.